Welcome to the program. The show must go on. Banters on business. Okay, Big Shot, why don't you remind our listeners what this series, Work From Home Experiment, What If It Works, is all about. In developing these podcasts, we're trying to be timely and relevant during this time of the pandemic and online work. In short, Work From Home has existed before, but not to this extent. So we asked the question, what if this works? (laughs) What if it continues? Really the key punchline we're trying to get at is whether effective work from home is simply a clone of effective work in organizational settings. That is, all the work practices that we know about, are they effective in terms of being universal? Or is their effectiveness moderated by the method of delivery? In this case, working from home virtually. However, we're trying to focus on more subtle issues of psychological nature. We don't tackle what we think is fairly obvious, what happens if unemployment is 40%. I think we all know what would happen with that. So last time in our first episode, we tried to address some differences between real teamwork and virtual teamwork. And today we think we have a really, really pertinent and somewhat different topic, which is the differences between algorithmic management and people leadership. So what do you mean when you say algorithmic management? Tell us a little bit about that. All right, so let me give you a little bit of of an introduction to that. So there are many ways to operate in organizations, right? And the perfect world maxim is, well, pay attention, collect data, conduct analysis, and use the results to make decisions. Uh, not only in organizations, in LUMF, in organizations, now in the medical community, makes perfect sense, right? So let me give you some examples. Investors use financial data, computing aids, to anticipate market fluctuations, and they should. Absolutely. If a trucking company needs equipment, there are many sources of reliable data on price, mileage, maintenance, all the rest. Look at the draft picks in basketball or a baseball. They're all based on years of performance. It makes perfect sense. If you have data, it makes absolutely perfect sense to use it. So now here's a little more convoluted examples here of algorithmic management according to the latest patents. So Amazon has a patent for a wristband to track employee movement in warehouses via GPS and then, watch this, poke them to use more efficient routes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so isn't that something put up in, in a way? It's kind of... Effective, efficient, perfect, right? Sure. You're using an algorithm saying, hey, 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 why are you going around? Go this way. Mm-hmm. You're going to save on calories and time, on work time? Now, watch the other one. IBM has a patent and system to monitor sleep patterns of employees and compare that data with their pupil dilations when you come to work. So those identified as worn down by a machine, obviously, are delivered a jolt of caffeinated liquid by drones to avoid disruptions by coffee breaks. How's that? That sounds like a first-class coffee service. <laughs> well, talking about first-class or, or, or bad-class, remember United fiasco? Mm-hmm. When they dragged the poor guy out of the plane? Yeah. That was based on algorithms, right? Because they just simply follow steps that the company tells them to follow. Offer this, offer that. Now, of course, overbooking, they always do it because there's a certain percentage of people who don't show up, so they want to cover. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, from time to time, everybody shows up. So now we're overbooked, right? Mm -hmm. 
So the company would tell them, hey, offer whatever, free ticket, offer this price, offer that price, offer this bonus. So they exhausted all of it. And that's all determined by the algorithm. Absolutely, all by the algorithm. So they just follow what the algorithm told them. And unfortunately, at the end, you have these two guys dragging a poor guy out of a plane, hurting him. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was horrible. But that's the algorithm. And, and the company says, well, we just follow the algorithms. That's exactly what we are trying to get at today. Sure, those things could be extremely useful when they're useful. But what when they blur the line between a human and a machine? So you don't have to be working for a tech company for algorithms to matter. I think what you're saying is they're everywhere. Well, every company is an algorithmic company for certain things, for sure. They're either doing scheduling or, or paying taxes or something. Some of it is driven by machines, for sure. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're here to bridge the gap between the real world challenges and our answers to it through computation. It makes perfect sense in the increasingly complex world. But as always, what is more complicated? Well, the, the line between a human and a machine are blurred. And like in the United example. So like a human, an algorithm would always come to the same decision based on the same data. There is no differences on how you feel and mood. You like this person, you dislike them. This one is effective on Monday morning or Friday afternoon or who knows, right? However, what, what, what people should get from that, that algorithms are not really impartial judges. They're, they're developed by humans. <laughs> they're ultimately an expression of all of us in our worlds. So now, here's the question. Mm -hmm. What should managers and leaders spend more time on? Designing, refining, and validating the algorithms or focusing on people leadership? Okay, so we could say that less people are at work, therefore an argument could be made that they should focus on the algorithms. Is that, is that what we're saying? Well, well, that is really, really the deeper philosophical question of this podcast today, as you and I were talking about yesterday. Now, just think about it, right? If you tell people spend less time on people leadership, they'll say, of course not. Don't do that. Okay. But I mean, in general, in evolutionary sense, we respond to environmental challenges depending on how pressing they are on us. The more they're pressing on us, the more we try to respond to survive and be effective, right? So uh, a faculty at Berkeley just put out a book, I'm forgetting the name, but all credit goes to her. And she found out that people in the world where there are a lot of snakes, right? Kind of like tropical regions where it's always warm, they have better eyesight. Interesting. Why do they have better eyesight? Well, it makes a lot of sense. There are a lot of snakes. Right. So you want to survive. So now think about it. Why would the evolution develop better eyesight if you're native of Alaska when it's cold all the time over there and there aren't as many snakes, frankly? They'll freeze, right? So why would evolution now say, hey, let me develop a better eyesight for you in Alaska when there are no snakes? It kind of doesn't make sense. So what we're saying is, should managers and leaders focus more time on what's pressing, algorithms, and less time on people because they're not around? So if I could make a counterpoint, your argument is, so if there's less snakes, the eyes will be less big. Let's focus on something else. Well, Maybe less that big, we... less efficient. Well, right. Let's focus on something else we need to develop. So therefore, there's less people at work. Currently, more people are working virtually. So let's focus less on people leadership, more on algorithmic management. Well, but, okay, well, let me help you with a question. Sure. I think I know where you're going. Okay. 
Okay, can you try to answer this for me? If there are less people around your work setting, why would you increase attention dedicated to leading them if, if they're decreasing in numbers? Because they're still working remotely from home, their motivation is probably lower than if they were working in the workplace surrounded by everything that primes them to be productive. Now they're at home primed by everything that primes them perhaps to be unproductive. So an argument could be made that people leadership is actually needed now more than ever as more people are working from but home. But it wouldn't be the same people leadership. Tell, tell me more. Well, it wouldn't be the same like what you and I teach leadership and it wouldn't be the same. If you look at six, seven theories that are covering, let's say VDL LMX, like virtual diet linkage, or what is the quality of your interpersonal rapport with another person? Well, I don't know. I don't see them anymore, right? So maybe the focus should be on people leadership in terms of how do you lead your life at home so that that translates more effectively into life at work. But why would it be on increasing your and my interpersonal rapport when we don't see each other. Well, that's really interesting. So should, I think the question is, should organizations get involved perhaps more in people's home lives then because that's relevant now to their work yes, life? Yes, and that's the tricky question, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine telling a manager, now you should focus more on people. You should be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I know that. Oh, no, and that's going to happen in their home life. Right. you got to help them. You know, how do they get along with their spouse? That's going to impact how they work remotely, almost certainly. Can they figure out the kids at home or not? So the focus, the lotsy, is totally different, isn't it? I think so. I think leaders are going to have to adapt to potentially deal with a whole slew of different issues. Because whereas when people physically go to the workplace, I think most would say they try to keep a divide between home and work life. And that divide right now is being blurred, if not completely disappeared, as people work from home. So that's one big issue. I really think it's, it's as timely as it gets. <laughs> the first is evolutionary question. If there is no pressure on it, why should you focus it? But maybe pressure should be focused somewhere else. Not pressure, but, but attention, which is at home. Now, here's another set of issues. If, if we have less humans at work mm -hmm. what will that do over time to other human qualities such as altruism for example if we become more algorithm centered well then will we turn to be more selfish because altruism is not really as relevant is it it's incredibly relevant in person you see that you see how people feel they're grateful you feel awesome about it I don't know about that online or what would be like a, you know, quick stress relief valve, like occasional humor, for example, somebody cracks a joke, breaks the ice. It's going to be awkward yeah. on, virtually, right? Well, we might work or might not work, right? Mm -hmm. So then what would the, so let's say we focus more on algorithmic management. So what would that do? Would that increase compliance or commitment? So when people get poked, by a wristband for picking a wrong route, would they increase compliance? Probably increase their commitment? Unlikely. Uh, I don't know. Or how would that affect your feelings of belonging? Like, I belong to this organization, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how would you make employees feel that you care about them? 
You're concerned about their well-being. Which comes back to this people leadership being so much more complex when we're talking about working from home. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the biggest, I think, question of, of today, and, and it's huge, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. If IT-based work and management prevails, okay? Just just bear with me sure. for a second. okay. We might learn that these softer side of humans that you and I are teaching about in organizational behavior and everybody else is, maybe that's not as important in organizations as we thought it was. Or it might signal that IT-based work is not really workable. Because it lacks the human side. Exactly. So it would be incredibly informative. And we're back to our usual mantra, get more data to learn this during these extraordinary set of circumstances now, I guess what I'm saying we should use this time because we cannot really model this in experiments. Right. And these are crit absolutely critical questions that on the one hand, you know what, IT works just fine. We don't need the human side of things. Or we can't have just IT, we have to have a human side. But of course, there is a void in the middle. How do we bridge that? And that's probably one of the most timely questions of today, I think. I would agree. And I would just add that the human side and what it means to be the human and have that connection between leaders and their employees is going to be very different. We don't know what that looks like. But we you know, have we'll data. have to show that because it's very hard arguing against data. And nobody should. So if you have, hey, look at the algorithmic side. It helps this, helps this, helps this. And the answer is like, yeah, sure. It's going to be extremely hard to show that we really need a human side of things empirically or that a human side is hurting the algorithmic side. But kind of like the lawyers do, right? Okay, sure, it's a good theory. Give me some evidence. Or as the scientists say, here's the theory, here's the hypothesis. It's going to be a really, really high bar to show empirically that a human side still matters in light of the, all the effectiveness the algorithms and data can do. Well, that comes back to your point in episode one is we're going to need new measures. You you posed a question yeah. in episode one. How do you measure virtual, virtual disharmony? disharmony? Yeah. We might need to figure out how do we measure that? Because if we don't measure these important human aspects, as you said, the data are going to say algorithmic management is the way to go. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It just means we haven't figured out how to measure that the human side. Absolutely. Or well, what about if humans fake it online? and they take it out on their family. What about that? Because they haven't had any human attention as they usually might have over eight, nine, 10 hours at work, you know? Yeah, humans could be nasty, but humans could be nice too. I mean, they have nice reactions, quick praise, social record, whatever, friends, right? Right. But what if they don't have that, but they still fake it because they need work and then they take it out on their families. How are we gonna measure that? Or at least we should measure that before we conclude, yep, Algorithms are everything and just forget about the rest of it. Right. We probably need another episode on how this affects relationships. Absolutely. Coming shortly. Maybe tomorrow, but shortly. So if you were to summarize then for our listeners from this episode on algorithmic management versus people leadership, what should we know before we go? Try to look beyond the horizon, right? Horizon is data. Absolutely. We build our careers in data, teaching data, teaching research, no doubt about it. But again, that's kind of there. It's kind of obvious. But what's behind the curve? What's beyond the horizon? Well, 
now that we have less people at work and we have more data, should we pay as much attention to people? That's a serious, it's a deep philosophical question. Because as I said, evolutionarily, you'd be like, no, if you don't have snakes, you don't need better eyesight. But on the other hand, will people still need that? Yes. Not get it and somehow either take it out at home or make things even worse. So we gotta look at beyond the horizon and try to document, at least those of us in OB, empirically, what are some of those new needs of people leadership that we need, juxtaposing with algorithms, and then build new theories on how to move forward. Because this, and the more we do it now, the more valuable it will be, because I don't know if we will ever have such environmental pressure that we actually must do it. Because it's so hard to model this in experiments, as you know. Absolutely.